Hey everyone, it's Andy. Welcome back to Sprouting Minds. This week we have Jess as our guest. Now Jess is a mom to two beautiful children and she found out that her second daughter has Down syndrome. So she found a community of other mothers and parents and then she met Taryn and they started Extra Lucky Moms. So we talk about that. We talk about guilt, expectation, and a few other things. And she's incredible, and I hope you enjoy the episode. And lastly, if you love our conversation, you can head over to extraluckymoms.com and use the code SPROUTINGMIND10 for 10% off your entire purchase. Enjoy the episode. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, I'm glad that we finally uh, got to meet here. I'm so glad to meet you. I'm so glad you were open to working with me. It's just, you know, such a lot going on. <laughs> well, I mean, you're a mom to two kids yes. and you're running a business. So I think you get a pass. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> where are you? Where am I talking to you from? What you I, I'm in Queens, Bayside, Queens. You're like my neighbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that. Oh, yeah, you're surrounding mine's NYC. Duh. That's what I'm telling you. This is like, I'm literally slowly, like, just disintegrating. My mind is just turning into death. It's okay. You're a busy woman. It's like you're living the life. I know that you are also just traveling. You, you're you're a busy, busy woman. And yeah. you have two beautiful girls. Tell me about your life as a mom. Oh, my gosh. Where to start? Um, So, my well, as a journey, it started four and a half years ago. Charlie... It's going to be five in August. Holy moly. Um, but my journey as a mom, you know, I always wanted to be a mom. I always knew that that was going to be something I'd want to try to accomplish for myself. Um, and I would figure out a way to do it if I couldn't, you know, do it on my own. Um, and I was so blessed to be able to get pregnant and have pretty like seamless experience. I had a lot of pain during my pregnancy, but like who doesn't? Everyone's got something that they're dealing with when pregnant. Um, the people that tell you they love it, I don't believe them. I don't believe them. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but, you know, once she was born, it was sort of this like, oh my gosh, wow, I'm a mom. This is awesome. And like, I really experienced true love for the first time. Um, and then, you know, sort of graduated into full-time motherhood on accident after I had Adeline and the birth diagnosis. I was a full-time working mom from right after I, you know, three months after I had Charlie, went right back to work. And um, once we had Adeline's birth diagnosis, my daughter Adeline, for any of those who are listening, doesn't know, has Down syndrome, um, we experienced a birth diagnosis. My motherhood journey really started to, well, it shifted really at that point. You know, a big part of my life is like who I was as a human shifted then because of that whole piece of it, the birth diagnosis piece. But my motherhood journey was very different even just starting with that because it sort of put a lot of things in perspective for me um and I can get into that later but uh, you know now motherhood is is extremely chaotic it's extremely busy it is so much fun so exhausting and you know it's it's probably I'd say like 80 percent of my entire existence and I and I do a lot for myself so like <laughs> huge piece of my life you know everything I do has a piece of motherhood sort of tied back to it you know yeah and I you have two young young children and as you said Addie has down syndrome but you also 
make sure I know that you have someone who takes care of the children once a week so that you do give yourself that time off. Have you always done that? Or was that more, I mean, minus obviously COVID time, but like, have you always done that for yourself? No, I had not done that. Um, I was actually inspired by my, my business partner, Taryn. She is a mom of four and she doesn't necessarily do the three hours a week thing. Like I do. She does so many different little mini things throughout her week, whether that be throwing aroma therapy candles into the shower with like some magical meditation, you know, joining her on that experience. But like everything that she does is intentional. And I realized I was doing a lot of unintentional inefficiencies throughout my day as a mom and as like a human being. And she's like, you need to just figure out, you know, where you can find the time. And I was talking to my husband about it. And, you know, I I was getting um, a babysitter, you know, to do doctor's appointments. And he's like, listen, just set aside three hours a week and get a sitter. And instead of doing the doctor's appointment, and obviously, like, sometimes it has to happen. That yeah. way that you use the babysitter for that. But like, he's like, you know, take some time for yourself. Um, and I did it one week and I was like, oh, oh, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I've actually taken my kids to a doctor's appointment. So I have that three hours <laughs> at this point. Um, but yeah, it's, Darren has really been a huge piece of like me looking inward and, and focusing on self-care. And also once I did it for the first time, realizing how beneficial it was, to be able to focus on myself because I'm a better mom for it. You know, being able to take time away from my kids, I'm way more present with them when I'm actually with them because I've been able to take, you know, some me time. Yeah. And I know that there's a lot of people who, because I've been babysitting my entire life and there's some times where the parents are like, oh, we want to go out, but we feel bad. I'm like, what? Your, your, your child is cared for. You love your child. Why can't you take time to, for yourself and make sure that you're providing for your mental health, your relationship is secure, or you're just able to be free, right? Mm -hmm. For those little bit of times, you don't have to worry. Your child is safe. Don't feel guilty. You know, there's there's always this piece of the guilt. And how did you overcome that? Um, I think, well, I think there's this new conversation as parents talking more about mental health and, um, you know, self-awareness, self-need, and also just being as realistic with our kids, obviously, to whatever degree that child can, you know, understand. I'm not going to go into depth as to why mommy may need a minute with a four-year-old, but I think it's important that I'm planting the seed now because I want her one day as she grows up and not only if she, if she chooses to become a mom or not, but as a human being to set that boundary and say, Oh, I, I, that seed was planted. My mom used to do this. She used to make time for herself. Um, I can make time for me too. You know, it's not just for mothers. It's for everyone. I think a lot of times we have to try to be everyone for everybody. And, you know, I love that quote. The most important relationship is the one that we have with ourselves. If we're not honoring ourselves, honoring our self-worth, our needs, then we're really not bringing our best self to the table. I definitely have had guilty moments. Of course, I'm human and I love my kids. Um, but I really always, unless I, you know, I don't think I've ever pushed the limit on the me time. I think I've taken just enough. I probably yeah. deserve a little more to say. Um, so I don't feel that guilty where I really don't, but I am also a second time mom. I'm a more seasoned mom and my girlfriend, Taryn, she has four kids. So, you know, that's why she was like, girl, you gotta take some time for you. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And as you said, like, it's not that you you don't love your kids. In fact, it kind of gives you a freedom to love them even more because you've been able to decompress, whether it's getting your nails done, going to the park, sitting outside, like showering, right? Like even those little things, it just yeah. helps you feel more at ease and free to focus on your children and be present. And you have two children. And I believe that you posted on Instagram like a few days ago that you have a sister. Yes. And when Addie was born, you were curious how your your children's relationship was going to be. And yes. I was thinking about the expectations we have in general in life and then the expectations parents have when they have children. Mm-hmm. And how has that shifted your expectation from even when you were giving birth to Charlie to now having two children? Yeah. Um, well, I had to, first of all, to, to reference your question about the sibling dynamic, I had to kind of go through the motions of mourning the relationship that I thought they were going to have and accepting the one that was to be, even though I still am watching that unfold. I have accepted it, and I can't wait to see how it continues to grow and shift nothing like what I thought I was going to be experiencing my sister and you know you read this but my sister and I have I have two siblings I have a younger brother as well um and my siblings and I are so 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 close but when I was pregnant with a second girl I really imagined my sister and I and our dynamic and you know we have this full completely robust real soulmate like relationship where you know she just is the yin to my yang and I could hang out with her and do everything or nothing and laugh as much as I've ever laughed before. You know, she's just a magical unicorn of a human. We go on vacation every year together. We do a sister's trip. Like we are so dedicated to being sisters and friends. And that was hard for me to wrap my head around that that might not look the same for Charlie and Adeline. A lot of that in the beginning had sort of like a pang of um, sadness wrapped around it for my older daughter. Um, because I felt sad that she wasn't going to get to experience what I experienced. And that is, um, that's an issue, right? Like, and no matter what our children are facing, to put pressures on them that they don't even have the potential to complete. I mean, what if Adeline and Charlotte, what if Adeline was neurotypical, but like was into everything the opposite that her sister was? You know, it could have looked, it could have worked out the same had they been neurotypical. Do. Yeah. Um, I also think that Adeline and Charlie's relationship will serve them both in ways that a potentially neurotypical sister relationship wouldn't have served in the same way um, and provided them in the same way. So, having said all that, you know, I think after I had Adeline, it changed sort of my expectations of, of, of Charlie and how I parented her. You know, I do have some notes. You like non-starters, like you got to be a nice human. You got to be a good person. You have to be kind. You got to listen to mommy when things are dangerous and pretty much all the time. But like, <laughs> I will make sure that you get a voice, you know, but you, those are like my non-starters. And then, you know, otherwise, like maybe she's going to be the one that ends up never marrying, you know, or, or living in my basement. I don't know. You know, like I might, I was thinking oh, Adeline might live with us forever. She actually may not. You know, there's more, more kids with Down syndrome. I'm, I'm meeting. I'm like, wow, no, no one lives with their parents. This is, this is crazy. Completely beyond what I, what my expectations were. And so I think 
it gives gives me an opportunity to stay really present with my girls, sort of kind of figure out exactly where they're they're at and how I can support them and in that place. But expectations, even for ourselves, are it's a leaf of joy. It's a comparison. I think also what you were just saying about the fact that Addie might not live with you forever either. I feel like a lot of the times when we hear about a develop developmental variation, our expectation is, oh, they're just gonna you know, they can't do anything. They have to live with the parents forever. They're they're going to be in a home, like all of these negatives. But there's also so many programs now and so many type of therapeutic experiences that they can go through. And a lot of these children can do so much. And yes. I think that when we hear Down syndrome, we think of the worst thing and they they can have jobs. They can live on their own. You know, they can drive cars there. They can be advocates. Like there's so many incredible things, but we put a limit on it because I, I think that there's still in 2022, not enough awareness of the fact that some developmental variations, you can still do all of these things. And it's an umbrella. I, I yeah. feel like there's, you have the term, right? You have the diagnosis of Down syndrome, but in that there's so many things that you can achieve. And there's things that you might have difficulties with, but so do we. Yes, 100%. I think I'm learning. If I've learned one thing I know for sure, it's that when I received Adeline's diagnosis, the trajectory that I thought we were on is just, well, at the time, I thought it was very, very, you know, minimal, short, you know, it was we weren't going that far. And the sky's the limit with this kid. You know, she just surprises us day in and day out what her her opportunity is and you know communication wise physically you know health wise i mean she's just you know changed our perspective and really given us the opportunity to as i said stay present we're really lucky uh extra lucky <laughs> to be able to parent her and, and learn through her and you know i love learning through my kids i've always loved that part of motherhood uh, yeah. and being able to learn through somebody that is facing challenges day in and day out you know and get, being gifted the opportunity to parent them is really a beautiful experience. Yeah, and let's let's shift gears a little bit and talk about Extra Lucky Moms. Tell yeah. me how Extra Lucky Moms came to be, what it is, and you know, let's let's get that awareness going. Oh, awesome! Yes, so Extra Lucky Moms are coming up on our year anniversary of filing the paperwork and starting the LLC. Um, so thank you. So. I met my co-founder and partner, Taryn, on a WhatsApp chat for moms in 2020 that had had children with Down syndrome. Most of us were in the same birth group, uh, meaning line on this Facebook group there for the DSDN, which is the Down Syndrome Diagnostic Network. They make these little Facebook groups where you can join and get to know moms that are dealing with the exact same thing you're dealing with when it comes to Down syndrome and the exact same moms, right? So like, we're all in the same place exactly on our motherhood journey. Obviously, there are variations within that group, but it was really cool. And there was a group of women on that group, in that group, um, that moved to WhatsApp. Like, do you guys want to talk? Let's talk. So, you know, it was 40 women in this group. <laughs> and you kind of get to find out, like, who your people are. Like, okay, you know, and listen, all of these women are near and dear to me. But Taryn and a bunch of other women, you know, and I got, like, really, really close. and then. Luckily, Tara lived in New Jersey, so I was like, let's meet. Well, we, you know, pandemic, so we didn't meet until World Down Syndrome Day last year. Oh, wow. But we had been pen pals for basically every day 
and says our kids were born. So we knew uh, she knew more about me than some of like, my friends did at the time. Um, so you know, we hit it off and we met in person on World Down Syndrome Day, and we just had this like party together with our kids. And I don't know, we just really aligned with our advocacy and like our thoughts for what what needed to be done and what we thought we saw needed to needing to be changed. There's so many beautiful groups within this disability space. There's the Down syndrome awareness, like there's, you know, that they're loud and proud. Um, those, those, you know, social platform companies, there's autism focus groups and organizations and companies. And we just didn't feel like there was a one place, you know, for everyone to kind of come together and to yeah. celebrate disability as one. And a big piece of it was that a friend of mine, um, her son at the time have a diagnosis. So she had nowhere to go, but she was on the same path as I was when it came to therapies, intervention, medical appointments, all this stuff, but she had no community. And so Taryn was like, we need to start, we need to start a community for everyone. And we were like brainstorming and, you know, we're two moms. Yeah. So, uh, there's that extra chromosome where we came up with extra and then the feeling lucky feeling like we actually really do this is so true we feel so lucky that these kids are ours and then we were moms and we didn't think for a second that it would be available on every single platform and it was so we started um and it's sort of built off of like the backs of the community like we have literally built this for the community by the community one because we are the community (laughs) we are literally building it for ourselves uh and our kids we saw like in the market we're like we need to you know create this and and as we started growing we connected with different people in the state and were able to share their stories and then they would tell us what they're looking for and um you know we had originally started making a pair like just cute really cute apparel with our logo and then we were like realizing that people were responding to certain things on our site that sparked conversation so we started getting a little bit more creative about how we what we put into the design and so people would ask more questions and give you an opportunity to answer their questions, say, oh, my child actually has, uh, you know, autism or Down syndrome, whatever it may be. And it's turned into this incredible platform. We're so proud of it. We have a blog where we share, as I mentioned, stories of resilience and hope. We have, you know, a social media presence. We have on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And then, of course, our website. And we have apparel that sparks conversation and gives back 10% across the board of everything that comes in our doors goes back to charity. And we partner with all types of different charities that serve a disability community um we were starting to do events it's just it's it's crazy to just see spiral. how far it's grown <laughs> yeah it's like like we can't keep up <laughs> which is like the beautiful aspect and you just had an event in jersey yeah. like a month ago it was your first event and part of me wanted to go and i was like no no this this is for the moms you should have come I absolutely, absolutely. The next come. one, you gotta come to the next one. Yeah, yeah, I will be there, and I will try to rally some more people because it looked so beautiful, right? It was just these incredible moms all connecting, and that's really what we want. Like that's the point of extra lucky moms is connecting, sharing stories, not feeling alone. Exactly. And, and it's beautiful to hear that even if your child is the same age, <clears throat> they're all gonna have their own path. But it's yep. nice to have people to say, oh, yeah, yeah, my child was experiencing this. This worked for me. This didn't work for me. And it's just, as you said, it's spiraled. It sparks communication. It's it's amazing. And- well, and you have a place in this narrative. You know, just because we're ex-lucky moms, we share stories of, of friends that have been completely impacted because of someone with a difference. And fathers and grandparents and 
teachers, educators, professionals. You know, an advocate is an advocate. It, right. it, it, you know, anybody can wear the advocate hat. And so, you know, just just like we're providing a community for all disabilities, we're providing it for all. Um, and every, anyone that wants to connect is welcome. And we want we want more people that are sort of a step maybe outside this community to shout our worth and shout our kids worth, you know, because I think I was a step outside. I was a big step outside this community before I had online. I didn't really know many people with disabilities. Um, You know, it it wasn't something that was a big part of my life. Um, And so what was really scary for me when I had her was my ignorance and my small mindedness and luckily was able to just sort of rally and like go head first into it. But I wished I had had something like ex lucky moms to learn from. So I wouldn't have been so terrified. I wouldn't have been so scared. I would have been more or less fired. And, you know, it doesn't mean that you don't feel all the feelings. It just would have made the blow uh, of, and, you know, surprise a little easier on you. Yeah. And to have those parents also that have gone through that, like, it's fair to feel all the feelings. It's fair to grieve the expectations that you had as a parent and to be able to say to another parent who's going through that, oh, this is normal. You don't need to hide it. You don't need to be ashamed of anything. Like that's that's the real reality of life is we're going to have to mourn certain expectations. And then, okay, once, you're, once you've been able to go through that, here's the beauty, right? Here's right. the things that I'm learning. Here's the expectations that I can crush down because my new expectations are just flying high. I mean, you were on live the other day. I mean, not the other day. This was probably like a month or two ago. And you were with Addie and she said a word. I don't remember what it was. Yes, what was it? It it was something. I don't know what she said because now she says like three words. (laughs) But like, I remember I'm like, oh my God, I think it was like high or I don't know. Right. I don't know. Something. She said something. It was loud and clear and then you left but like that's the thing also now you're going on live and I love them because they're so casual whether you're drinking <laughs> wine or not or you're in your kitchen cooking like it's just very calm and chatting and it, it's just so nice that also now we have these platforms to spread awareness and mm-hmm. say I'm I'm a human I'm a mom yeah. I'm taking time for myself to look at this and now look at my children they're still safe happy and I, I babysit my cousins, and sometimes I take them to the doctor so that the parents can have a date night. Right. Kids are safe. Right. I mean, as long as you have people that you trust in your community, mm-hmm. everything's fine. There's no exactly. And I love that you're, you know, you're a family member. Like I think one thing I want to be very, you know, cautious about is saying just spend your money on babysitting. Not saying that. Get creative with your, you know, me time. Um, have a family member watch your children do a, a kid swap where you take their kids for three hours and then they take yours you know there's so yeah. many ways to find that time or, or you know work with your partner and say I'm going to take three hours on Monday from five to eight and you can do it on Tuesday or you know we don't my husband and I don't like to do that so much because we like to hang out together um that's good you know, though <laughs> but, but we've had to do that sometimes when it's just not been in the budget due to like you know a big hospital bill or something right so you make it work and you know, or you'd be like Taryn and find little pockets of peace throughout your, your week and your day. And um, yeah, I think TikTok is a really interesting platform. Taryn, I'm going to get her on there one day, but she is so funny. She, I was like, I want to start a TikTok 
for extra lucky moms. And so I was going to start a, a brand TikTok. She was yeah. like, I just cannot do any more platforms. She's like, we are on so many platforms. My head could explode. And I was like, okay, well, how about like, I just, and at the time, I think I had like 3000 followers. It's like, I'll start talking about extra lucky moms on my own platform and, you know, link it out to the website. For and then it just exploded into what it is today. Um, which is like so overwhelming and exciting, but I, I, I think it resonates because I've never tried to be anything more than what I am. I sometimes don't blow dry my hair for a TikTok. I don't use a glow light. Like I, I mean, not that you don't have to use a glow light, but like that for me, I don't have time to set it up. So I'm not going to be using a glow light, you know, like I just, I, I'm going to bring you my true authentic self and also share that my kid. Uh, and my kids are awesome and that having a, a child with a disability isn't so taboo and you can still live a beautiful, thriving life and, you know, just be real. Um, yeah. And I, I'm so glad you enjoyed the lives because sometimes I think they're incredibly chaotic and random and weird, but I, I, I need to go live. my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> because also as someone who's viewing it, and I've never had the opportunity to talk to someone who's viewing the lives, I've only had the privilege of talking to people that are on the lives and hosting it. Like, I'm walking around, I'm doing, like, things, I'm texting on the, the chat, and I'm like, this is so weird. Like, I'm talking it's to this so person who, I mean, you're at least in Jersey, so that's close, but I'm like, I don't know these people, and I'm I'm doing laundry, I'm doing, like, what is happening? What I know, is what world do we live in? What, what, well, it's like, I started a business, I told Taryn, I was like, you really only met in person a year ago. And then we started, we like signed paperwork like a month later. Like, but I think I've had the privilege of getting to know some incredible influencers in this space, incredible just human beings all around, you know, from extra lucky moms, being able to, to learn from our community has been the coolest thing locally and globally. And, you know, I do think that you can tell who good like good people are i don't know i've I've been so lucky with the friendship i like i posted a video today on tiktok and um there's a girl that i followed like she was like my the first person that followed me on tiktok and follow her she's so lovely posted something today on tiktok and she was like oh my god like congrats i'm so proud of you like congratulations you deserve it and i was like you're like the first person that followed me beauty reviews daily blog She's amazing. She has like the best um, makeup like reviews and just has so much makeup. I'm like, where do you store it? I wear like three things on my face, but she's been the most supportive, wonderful, kind person who lives nowhere near me. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's the cra- the craziest thing is like, I, I like looking at the analytics for the podcast and I'm sure you guys are looking at the analytics for the websites and everything. Mm-hmm. And there are people in like Sweden that are following, and I'm like, "Who are you? I don't know a well, single person in Sweden." Now you're gonna get more in Sweden because I was born in Sweden. My oh. dad who's visiting is Swedish, and I will send them all your podcasts. So you're gonna have quite the the uh, the fan. I would love to know if he is my Swedish listener. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> he is. But it, it's amazing that, like, as you said, you're connecting worldwide. It it's such a unique weird beautiful thing and i mean to say that this is what you do now right like i was a teacher and i loved it but now i have this and i'm like oh no this is what i love it's it's beautiful 
the connection, the, um, you know, you share some, some amazing content and it's, it's really important, I think, to recognize that this is something that we're able to finally do in a way that's impactful. You know, without social media, you couldn't really do what you're doing yeah. as efficiently. You know, we're going to send like a mailer, like to listen to my podcast, but like, you know, marketing is so different now. And the fact that uh, creators can grow so quickly, um, being creative can come so easily. You know, I'm a mom and as surprise, I'm a mom. I'm a mom. <laughs> and so <laughs> creating for me has to be convenient, has to be efficient. You know, I had to obviously have that learning curve of how to use TikTok and how to make videos and stuff. But like now it's just old hat. It's a fit. I'm efficient on it. It doesn't take me a million years to do a TikTok or put an Instagram post up or whatever. Um, and I'm I'm so thankful that I'm, I live in this time. I'm thankful for this time because of the changes it's made for so many different communities. You know, I think we've had, we've seen such change and I'm only 34 years old, you know, for the LGBTQ community, the, the black community. There's been such incredible change. I hope that next group that we see this really valuable shift and and sort of narrative change and shift to happen with is the disability community and I kind of see it happening and I see it all over social media I see it with brands it's getting there you know I think there's more inclusivity um visibility and I'm I'm lucky to get to be a part of that yeah I I, I mix up you know the episodes that I'm putting out and so I've noticed that I've had a lot of parents on to talk about developmental variations or the programs that they're creating and I was like wow I just keep gravitating to this and it's because it's finally coming up on social media like right. I've been wanting to talk about it and now it's finally showing up and it's like oh right that's why I'm able to do it is because I don't need to search I'm low for people it's it's mm-hmm. there now and it's just a matter of finding you know people that are able to share their stories and have you know overcome obstacles and it's it's just crazy and I hope what you said I hope it just becomes something that everyone knows about and it's not you know you say down syndrome people are like what it's just yeah. oh I know what that is I know mm-hmm. you know the different features of it and and they're they're, they're people you know yeah. I, hopefully we get there soon yeah, yeah. I, I hope so I think we're on our way you know yeah. I think being being in this day and age people first language for disabilities or, you know, physical characteristics and attributes. Like, it's people first. What makes you a person? Down syndrome doesn't make online a person. Online makes online a person. And differences should be celebrated. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited to have the same conversation again. And see yeah, yeah. By then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Hopefully, hopefully, really, really far in all yeah. aspects of this world. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, go enjoy. Go relax. Thank you again for coming on. And I'll Thanks talk to you soon. Me. I'll talk to you soon. I'm yes. so glad we did this. Thanks for <laughs> Thank working you. with me on time, too. <laughs> anytime. <laughs> Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.